from the banks of the Yiga River to the mountains of Beauchamp, beside homestead hearths, around travelers' campfires, on the streets of cities great and small, her stories are told. Destroyer of demons, swindler of spirits, former prefect of the celestial city, 10,000 voices telling 10,000 tales. Hear them now as they tell the tales of Frost Cricket. Frost Cricket and the Dragon Queen. I was told that once, a powerful dragon queen placed a bounty on her own son. No one dared question her, for questioning a serpent sovereign is a very stupid way to commit suicide. Of course, so is claiming a bounty on them. But that never stops a few idiots from trying. The first idiot was named Beetle-Eyed Breston because his gaze crawled across all he saw like beetles. Unable to make friends due to his constant leering, he only made enemies, then dispatched them with his long knife. His body was fast and cruel, and his foes never saw the knife coming until it was too late. So it was that Beetle-Eyed Breston came to the court of the Dragon Queen. He was smart enough to avert his gaze as he bowed before her, promising to draw her son out of hiding and finish him off with that long, sharp knife. Sure, shrugged the Dragon Queen. But I don't see how you're gonna kill him with just a knife. She was right. Breston's flesh was rent, his bones were broken, and his screams were cut short by the massive jaws of the Serpent Prince. Although his knife did cause some discomfort when it was expelled from the royal bowels. The second idiot was a disgraced priestess, still wearing her tattered vestments. She called herself Poison Root, though everyone knew that was not her real name. She had been expelled from Sagara's temple for practicing forbidden arts, and it was believed, though never proven, that she was responsible for the disappearance of two other priests. In the presence of the Serpent Empress, Poison Root announced she would use her forbidden arts to destroy the exiled prince. Brave words, snorted the Dragon Queen. Though you must be a really powerful sorceress to think you stand a chance. But Poison Root was not that powerful a sorceress, and her skull was crushed by two strokes from the outlaw lord's tail. He did not devour her, as his backside was still tender from the knife. Her corpse rotted in obscurity, and her real name, struck from temple records on her excommunication, was forever lost. The third idiot was Frost Cricket. She strolled into the Dragon Queen's court with only her brass rod, cloak, and iron-shod boots, and it was clear to the entire court that she was a bigger fool than the previous two. Hey, I'm here to claim the bounty? She proudly announced. The Dragon Queen and all her court laughed. With the cloak and stick? Wow, I thought the last two diggers were idiots, but you, I mean, wow, wow. Frost Cricket just shrugged and left the court, ready to collect the bounty. To prepare, she sharpened her brass rod to a point, pulled her cloak tight, and went searching. 
she quickly found the serpent prince, feasting on a rhinoceros he'd hunted down. Lucky you, he said with a mouthful of flesh. That I'm already eating. Run now while I'm still too full to chase you. Frost Cricket scoffed. <laughs> uh, lucky you, actually. I could have killed you from, like, way back there. You? Kill me? He roared. You're an old woman with a pointy stick. But for a brief second, a spark of fear flickered. Perhaps she was powerful indeed. He pushed it aside, but Frost Cricket saw the fear there, nestled beneath the hunger and rage. I don't care if you believe me or not. I'm just going to kill you. Frost Cricket did her best not to flinch. The Worm Lord let out a piercing wail, reared back and unfolded his mighty wing. So great were they that they blacked out the sky, and they tore at the earth, and they had many facets, each of them a reflection of the Angry and fearful, the prince's breath seethed, and he unleashed it on Frost Cricket. Her heart beat fast, but she held tight the hand of her cloak, lifting it to cover herself. The caustic exhalation enveloped Frost scarring the earth in the foliage around it. For a moment, it looked as if she was no more. But as it dissipated, she stood there, whole and unharmed. The Dragon Prince was shocked, although not as shocked as Frost Cricket. A long, still moment echoed through the ruined forest. Then Frost Cricket shifted her left foot, and the great dragon, the prince in exile, the serpent lord, flinched. He stumbled back and his wings shivered. It was only for a moment, but Frost Cricket knew he was afraid. She lifted her brass rod and advanced. Please, don't kill me. The exiled prince collapsed before her. Frost Cricket saw now that he was filthy. His shimmering scales were coated in dirt. He was starving, and his limbs were thin and gamey. At first, Frost Cricket stayed her hand out of pity. But then she had an idea. I'm not going to kill you. Honestly, I feel bad for you. What? Why? Whined the hungry prince. I mean, look at you. Frost Cricket leaned in conspiratorially. Your mom put a bounty on your head. You haven't slept in weeks, and... You definitely need a bath. I do miss my royal bath. Listen, your mom, she's a tough cookie. But the two of us, together, I bet we could take her. I don't know. The prince rolled onto his back, squashing the rhino carcass. That sounds dangerous. Frost Cricket flicked the rhino guts off her cloak and tried not to roll her eyes. Well, yeah, it's dangerous, obviously. But I've got a, what do you call them, uh, spells. Really powerful spells. You're not going to betray me, are you? Of course not. Come on. She patted the prince's scaly hide. This, of course, was a lie. When the rebellious prince burst into his mother's court, he believed he was protected by powerful spells. Which, of course, Frost Cricket had just made up. He totally betrayed me! He yelped as his mother's claws tore at his throat. The royal serpents fought each other then. 
courtiers were crushed under the flailing energy, and the very foundations of the palace shook. In the end, the exiled prince was victorious. Perhaps believing in Frost Cricket's spells gave him confidence. Perhaps his mother underestimated him. Perhaps he simply had more blood in his body. Whatever the reason, he was now the Dragon King. As he collapsed over his mother's body, Frost Cricket walked in. We did it! She cheered. I told you so. We? You didn't do anything! The Dragon King hissed. He was terribly wounded from the fight. <laughs> That's not true! I struck the final blow! Frost Cricket lifted her brass rod and drove the point into the Dragon King's eye, killing him. She left the ruined court with all the treasure she could carry and never returned. <laughs> Nor did anybody else. The bodies of the king and queen became fodder for the plants that eventually choked the castle. And nobody ever called Frost Cricket an idiot again. But what of the rest of the royal serpents? What happened to them? Why did they too die? That is a long, strange story, and best suited for another day. Tales of Frost Cricket is written, narrated, and produced by Joseph Stilwell, and edited by Wes Walcott. Our cover art was drawn by Matthew K. Hoddy. To see more from him, check out patreon.com slash mkhoddy. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Or follow us on Twitter at FrostCricket. Joe and Wes would love to collaborate with other creators on Tales of Frost Cricket. If you're interested, email animisticengine at gmail.com. You can support the show financially by becoming a patron of the Cave Goblin Network. Visit patreon.com slash cavegoblins and sign up today. Your monthly support goes directly into creating more Frost Cricket, including exclusive bonus content for backers. Or if you want to make a one-time donation, visit ko-fi.com slash animisticengine. Thank you for listening. Everyone is Jonas is a live-streamed, competitive role-playing podcast hosted by me, Doug Vandalay. Me, Eric Ivanovich. And me, Talia Murdoch. On twitch.tv forward slash cavegoblins every Monday at 7.30 p.m. PST. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.